Kohanim and Bnei Aharon by Rav Yair Khan. The Korbanot section in Parashat Tzav ends with the Pasuk, This is the Torah for the Ola, the Mincha, the Chatat, and the Asham, and the Miluim and Zeva Hashlamim. The mention of Miluim in this context is very difficult to understand. The section explicitly mentions all the other Korbanot, while the laws of the Korban Miluim are found in Sefer Shmot, and the implementation is described in the parak that follows this Pasuk. We will begin with several solutions to this problem. According to Rashi, the term Miluim is a general term that means inauguration. It is used in Shemot with reference to the inauguration of the Mishkan, but it can also refer to the inauguration of an individual Kohen. The Korban that a Kohen brings at his installation is known as a Minchat Chinuch, and is mentioned explicitly in this section. This is the offering of Aharon and of his sons, which they shall offer unto Hashem in the day when he is anointed. There are a number of difficulties with identifying the Miluim as the Minchat Chinuch, however. According to this interpretation, the term Miluim in the concluding pasuk should have been listed after the Mincha and before the Chatat, following the order of the Perak. In addition, all the other Korbanot listed in the summary are introduced in the Perak explicitly with the phrase, This is the Torah of. However, this phrase does not appear before the Minchat Chinuch. An alternative is suggested by the Ibn Ezra. Miluim, as it says in the portion of Titzaveh, in other words, this pasuk does not come to summarize the korbanot section of Parashat Sav, but is rather the conclusion of all the types of korbanot mentioned in the Torah. While most of the korbanot are written at the beginning of Vayikra, the summary is inclusive and also refers to korbanot written elsewhere, such as the korban miluim documented in Sefer Shmot. At first glance, this answer seems like a bit of a stretch. However, we should consider the pasuk following the summary, which states which Hashem commanded Moshe on Har Sinai, on the day that he commanded the children of Israel to present their offerings unto Hashem in the wilderness of Sinai. The Ramban notes that this pasuk refers to Har Sinai, even though the mitzvot mentioned at the beginning of Vayikra were given from within the Mishkan. He also notes that the pasuk also makes reference to the wilderness of Sinai. Based on these observations, the Ramban comments, in accord with the straightforward interpretation, this refers to that which Hashem commanded to Moshe at Har Sinai, as well as that which was commanded to Bnei Yisrael in the Sinai wilderness. For he commanded the Miluim at Har Sinai, while he commanded the Mincha, Asham, and Zivchei Shlamim in the Sinai wilderness from the Tent of Meeting. According to this reading, the Torah explicitly includes korbanot, such as the Miluim, that were previously given at Har Sinai. However, the Ramban himself concedes that the reference to Har Sinai may be to the laws received in the Mishkan, which at this point was camped at Har Sinai. We will suggest another possible solution after briefly discussing the Korban Shlamim. One of the explanations for the name of the Korban Shlamim is that it brings shalom to the altar, to the Kohanim, and to the owners. The Chilev, the fats, are offered on the altar. The Chazeh and Shok, chest and thigh, are given to the Kohanim, and the rest of the meat is eaten by the owners. Although the chazeh and shok are generally treated identically, the Torah seems to distinguish between them. Your hands shall bring the offerings of Hashem, the chelev on the chazeh shall you bring, the chazeh to wave before Hashem. And the kohen shall offer the chelev on the altar, and the chazeh shall be for Aharon and his children. And the right shok shall be given as a truma from your shlamim offering to the kohen. The Torah differentiates between the chazeh which is combined with the chelev, and the shok, which is treated separately. The impression is that the chazeh was really meant to be offered on the altar with the chelev, 
but Hashem awarded it to the Kohen instead. This is known as Mishulchan Gavoa Kazachu. They received a portion of the altar, literally the upper table. The Shok, on the other hand, is the portion of the Kohen, and was never meant for the altar. The Nitziv notes this point in his commentary, and uses to explain why the term Tnufa, that which is waved, which is normally associated with the portion offered on the altar, is connected to the Chazeh, while the term Truma, that which is raised, which generally refers to the portion given to the Kohen, is paired with the Shok. And the right Shok should be given as Truma. The Shok is not similar to the Chazeh, which basically belongs on the altar together with the Chelev. However, Hashem awarded it to the Kohanim as a part of that which is elevated. This is in contrast to the Shok, which is the portion of the owner, like the rest of the meat, but is given to the Kohanim. Although the Nitziv's suggestion is firmly rooted in the wording of the Torah, we cannot deny that it has no halachic support. According to Halacha, the Chazeh and Shok are placed together on the Chelev, and Tnufa and Truma, waving and heaving, are done with both. An additional problem with this suggestion arises when we examine the next parak, which describes the Korban Miluim. There, the Shok is combined with the Chelev and offered on the altar, while the Chazeh is given to Moshe as a portion. Although there are significant distinctions between the Korban Miluim and the Korban Shlamim, a glance at the Miluim section in Parashat Tetzaveh indicates that the Korban Miluim is the source for the sanctity of the Chazeh and Shok in a normal Shlamim. And you shall take of the ram the Chelev, and the right Shok, and you shall place it all upon the hands of Aharon, and upon the hands of his sons, and shall do tenufa with them before Hashem. And you shall take them from their hands, and offer them on the altar upon the burnt offering. And you shall take the chazeh of Aharon's ram of Miluim, and do tenufa with it before Hashem, and it shall be your portion. And you shall sanctify the chazeh tenufa and the shok ha which is waved, tenufa, and which is raised, truma, from the ram of Miluim, and it shall be for Aharon and his sons as a law forever from the children of Israel. For it is a truma, and it shall be a truma from the children of Israel of their shlamim sacrifices, their truma for Hashem. If the miluim is the very source for the sanctity of the chazan shok of the korban shlamim, how are we to resolve this discrepancy? Why is the shok associated with the chelev in the context of the korban miluim, while the chazan is joined with the chelev regarding the shlamim? In order to try to solve this problem, let us explore the role of Moshe regarding the sacrifice of the Korban Miluim. The Gmaran Zvachim says, Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kohen Gadol, and he received a portion of consecrated objects, as it is stated, from the ram of Miluim, for Moshe was a portion. The Gemara tries to disprove this assertion based on a source that says that Moshe did not have the power of a Kohen to determine ritual impurity of Tzara'at. The Gemara then answers that seeing Tzara'at is different, as the Pasuk refers to Aharon and his children in that parasha. This Gemara distinguishes between two meanings of the term Kohen. On the one hand, a Kohen is one who serves in a certain capacity. A Kohen ministers in the Mikdash and is charged with the Avodah of the sacrifices. On the other hand, a Kohen is a function of lineage. Any male descendant of Aharon is a Kohen. When the Gemara claimed that Moshe had the status of a Kohen Gadol, it was referring only to the role he was charged with regarding the sacrifice of the Miluim. However, the Gemara could not possibly entertain the possibility that Moshe was a Kohen from the genealogical perspective. When the Gemara questioned Moshe's status as a Kohen due to his inability to determine ritual impurity, it was assuming that this ability was awarded to anyone capable of functioning as a Kohen. 
The Gemara's answer that seeing tzara'at is different because the parasha refers to Aharon and his children means that this ability is dependent upon lineage. Only Aharon and his descendants are capable of determining ritual impurity of tzara'at, and therefore Moshe is excluded. During the seven days of Miluim, Moshe served as a Kohen in the Mishkan. In other words, he served in the capacity of Kohen, although he was not a Kohen as far as his lineage was concerned. As such, he could only receive portions of the Korban in terms of his role as the one who does the Avodah of the Korban. However, Moshe had no claim to sections reserved for Haron and his descendants. Since Moshe only received the Chazeh, we can conclude that the Chazeh is awarded to the Kohen for his Avodah. The Shok, on the other hand, was offered on the altar because it is reserved for the descendants of Aharon. Regarding a standard Shlamim, the Kohanim, who are also descendants of Aharon, receive both the Chazeh and the Shok. The Nitziv takes this approach in Hamek Davar. Up until this point, we have been working with the assumption that the Chazeh and Shok were consecrated for generations during the Miluim. The mention of the Chazeh and Shok in the context of the Korban Shlamim is merely a description of how this law should be implemented. However, according to this understanding, we are perplexed by the detailed description of Hashem awarding the Chazeh and Shok to the Kohanim, which is repeated in the parasha of the Shlamim. For the Chazeh HaTnufa and the Shok HaTrumah I have taken from Bnei Yisrael, from their Shlamim sacrifices, and I have given them to Aharon and his descendants for an everlasting law from Bnei Yisrael. This is the anointment of Aaron and the anointment of his children from that which is offered to Hashem on the day that Hashem invited them to minister to Hashem, that which Hashem commanded to give them on the day they were anointed from Bnei Yisrael, an everlasting law. Weren't we already informed of this in Parashat Tzaveh? Why is repetition necessary? Perhaps the Halacha of Chazeh and Shok is rooted in two independent sources, the Korban Miluim as well as the Korban Shlamim. On the one hand, the Chazeh and Shok were consecrated through the Korban Miluim. With respect to the Korban Miluim, where Moshe filled the role of the Kohen, the Chazeh was awarded to him for serving in the capacity of a Kohen, even though he was not a descendant of Aharon. The Shok, however, was not given to Moshe, but instead consecrated and offered on the altar. The Parashah Shlamim describes an additional source for the Kohen's right to the Chazeh and Shok. As we previously mentioned, the Shlamim received its name because all have a portion in this korban, the altar, the kohanim, and the owners. It is reasonable to assume that kohen in this context is a reference to certain social segment of the nation, in other words, the descendants of Aaron. In fact, the Gemara derives that a kohen who is disqualified from avodah due to a handicap also receives a portion of the chazeh and shok. Therefore, we might suggest that the Parashah of Shlamim singles out those aspects of the Chazah and Shok that are derived specifically from that Parashah. As we mentioned in the name of the Nitziv, the Parashah of Shlamim differentiates between the Chazah, which was really meant to be offered on the altar with the Chelev, but was awarded to the Kohen instead, and the Shok, which is the portion of the Kohen, and was never meant for the altar. Accordingly, the Chazah should be waved with the Chelev, and the Shok should be heaved separately. However, we noted that the halacha that indicates that both the chazeh and shok are waved with the chelev does not recognize this distinction. This halacha can be explained if we combine both sources. The shok is waved with the chelev to follow the paradigm of the miluim, while the connection between the chazeh and the chelev is rooted in the parashah of shlamim. The duality of the chazeh and shok is reflected in the psukim themselves. Regarding the miluim, the Torah states, And you shall consecrate the chazeh nufa and the shok 
from the ram of Miluim, from that of Aharon and that of his children. The Torah then continues, And it shall be for Aharon and his children an everlasting law from B'nai Israel, for it is a terumah, and a terumah it shall be from B'nai Israel from their shlamim sacrifices, a terumah to Hashem. The first pasuk refers to the ram of Miluim, which was apparently a korban of the descendants of Aharon, in which Moshe, serving as Kohen, received the chazeh. The second pasuk refers to the shlamim and the portion which Aharon and his descendants received from Israel. In this week's parasha, while discussing the korban shlamim, the Torah writes, For the chazeh atnufa and the shok I have taken from Bnei Israel for their shlamim sacrifices, and I have given them to Aharon and his descendants for an everlasting law from Bnei Israel. This pasuk, which is a paraphrase of the second pasuk in the parasha of Miluim, refers to the laws of Chazah and Shok rooted in the Korban Shlamim of Yisrael. The Torah then continues, This is the anointment of Aaron and the anointment of his children from that which is offered to Hashem on the day that Hashem invited them to minister to Hashem. That which Hashem commanded to give them on the day they were anointed from Bnei Yisrael, an everlasting law. The day that Hashem invited them to minister is a clear reference to the Miluim, when the Kohanim were initially installed. Why should the Torah mention Shlamim in the parasha of the Miluim and Miluim in the parasha of Shlamim? Might it be because the Miluim and Shlamim must be combined in order to perform Chazeh and Shok in the proper way? On the one hand, the Shok belongs to the descendants of Aaron in a direct way, which we derive from the parasha of the Shlamim. On the other hand, the Shok must be combined with the Chelev to eternalize the paradigm of the Shlamim, in which Moshe... Not Aharon or his descendants served as Kohen in every subsequential Shlamim. The Chazeh is combined with the Chelev because the descendants of Aharon received them from the altar as per the parasha of Shlamim. From the parasha of the Miluim we learn that the Kohanim also received the Chazeh for their Avodah. Let us end by returning to the problem of Torah Tamiluim. We noted various solutions to explain the mention of Miluim in the summary of the Korbanot. According to Rashi, it refers to the Minchat Chinuch, although it is never explicitly referred to as Miluim. According to the Ibn Ezra, it is a reference to the Korban Miluim, although it is not found in the Korbanot section. In light of the above, we can interpret Miluim as a reference to the Korban Miluim, which does appear in this section within the context of the Chazeh Shok discussion. This is the anointment of Aharon and the anointment of his children from that which is offered to Hashem, on the day that Hashem invited them to minister to Hashem, that which Hashem commanded to give them on the day they were anointed from Bnei Israel, an everlasting law. This also may explain the location of the reference of the Miluim, which is mentioned adjacent to the Shlamim.